Hey, what's up, everybody? This is a new adventure in mischief, and as always, this is your DM, a Wizard Fiber, coming at you uh, over the airwaves right here on Anchor, our mother station. Basically, man, we've been doing this for almost a year and a half, and it has been such a trip. We've been through so much D and D, like so much. We played through so many campaigns, one shots. Uh, even just instances where we just BS'd with like OP characters. What's been your favorite character so far that you've played, Brandon? By the way, this is my co-host, Brandon, aka Kid Rocket. If you're listening on Spotify, you may as well go ahead and tab over to Kid Rocket. Listen to some of his shit. Oh my god, you're gonna be feeling some sort of way once you're done. And when you're done over there, come back over here to this timestamp at one minute. What you think? What don't, you don't listen to his shankers. <laughs> you kill me, good sir. <laughs> but anyway, so, so in, in the year that we've been playing D&D, bro... And we've been through a lot of shenanigans. And a lot of things have been coming out for 5th edition since we started. There's been too many, bro. So much, bro. So much content out there. Everybody, everybody's got, like, their homebrew that they want to legitimize with D&D. And then everybody got their homebrew ideas for character classes and, and, and races. It's like, bro, it's like it opened up, like... I think the internet opened up a whole multiverse for D&D. Yeah, it's like heavily expanding. Like when I saw Matt Mercer was getting his stuff, like into the official like 5e lore, I was like, okay. Like, I can, either I can. one, either one, he like, he's that official, bro. Like he, he that dude. He is or, that dude. I mean, yes, obviously. But I'm saying either like he really is just that, he's that guy, pal. He's that guy. <laughs> Or, like, you know, they just, like, you know, they're enabling or, you know, encouraging, like, hey, bro, like, you got some creative content, it's good, it's within the lore, and we can approve this, like, hey, send it in. Do it. Like, yeah, that. well, I think that's, like, what Unearth Arcana is all about. All of that, all, all that is Unearth Arcana, from what I have understood, is basically just, like, playtest material. And they've been legitimizing a lot of it here recently. I mean, honestly, I, I I would dare say that anything beyond, like, fucking, anything beyond uh, uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything is, like, Xanathar's Guide to Everything is basically, like, 5.5 edition. Or at least I'd like to think so. Yeah, I, I gotta buy that book next. That's, that's on, that's, yeah. I have the card set for it with all the abilities and items and shit. Which I mean, honestly, it's a really good it's a really good investment. Uh, but yeah, dude. And then they're rolling, and then they're rolling that that particular Faerun universe into uh, into Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Which is actually a set that I, like the I, I bought the yeah, I bought the draft booster, the ten card draft booster. It actually has some pretty baller cards, bro. I ca- that it has a uh, an artifact called uh, Wizard Spellbook, and every time you tap it, you roll a die, and uh, when you tap it, you exile a land or exile a uh, spell. Yeah. And then if you roll a d20, it'll tell you what you can do with that spell. It's crazy. It's a really it's a really good card. 
I, I would say that it'll probably eventually get banned. Uh, just for the aspect of, like, it can be OP. But yeah. Uh, uh. Not for you. That's how, uh, like, so many Yu-Gi-Oh cards are. They come out and then they're like, don't use this in a tournament. <laughs> What's it the point? It kills me, bro. What's the point? But, I mean... But anyways, I'm telling you, man, I'm looking forward to these, uh, to the next sessions that we have, especially with Tiefling Tuesday, bro. Tiefling Tuesday been wild. Yeah, it's starting to get crazy, bro. It's rearing, it's rearing back up. That boy, Colt, Calton, Calton, ooh, ooh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's up. Man, and then, like, Dungeon of the Mad Mage is supposed to be, like, this expansive, like, dungeon run and shit, right? So, like, I feel like it was the right thing to do to put him in there. Because, like, it, it, you know, it gives you, it gives him opportunities to, like, level up and shit. But it also gives them, like, opportunities to see how he reacts to, like, certain dark figures. Because he's, he's supposed to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. So, you as the, you as the, as the person playing the Tiefling, like, how do you feel having to, like, come into a character that you didn't create? I mean, it's still fun, especially, like, the character ar archetype, bro. You freaking made a Sasuke art, like, backstory, like, assassin, like, blah, blah, blah. Hey, that was our audience, bro. That's true. That was our audience. They wanted to see Sasuke go through D&D. Nah, that is, that's, that's, that's dope. I, I like that. Um. It was actually our friend, uh, Albert, which we will infinitely give shout-outs to because he was our first and only guest player Albert on Loot Adventure Albert, Albert is an OG. He is, one. Well, he is, I guess, man, I would say that he's, like, probably our number one out there. Followed very closely by Mr. Randall Scroggins and Paul Tree Little, bro. Because they're always out there fucking posting content and shit. Randall always fucking liking and laughing and reacting to our posts on Facebook page, bro. Like, that's always so legit to see. I love it when people enjoy those fucking memes. Hell yeah. Hmm. It's a little community. It's always fun. It's, and it's, it's, built, it's been built up to, you know, just from the start to now. Even if it's from like one to thirty-five, it's thirty-five more than you had. That's true, and you know, and honestly, it wouldn't be, like, you know, if it wasn't for our audience, bro, we wouldn't be having this like this much of a great time, I believe. Like, when I came up, dude, do you know that when I came up with the with with the idea, like the premise of that segment, I was gonna call it Monster Lore Monday or Monster or Monster Two or no, it was. Monster Lore Tuesdays or Monster Tuesdays. And it was going to be literally just any character. But then someone was just like, yo, Tiefling Tuesdays. I'm all like, yeah, Tiefling's a monster. You just create one and put it up against random trials. Like, it could be a yeah. legit idea. Well, at that, yeah, yeah, at that point, we started brainstorming. We're all like, well, let's go ahead and, and, do, and take Tieflings and put them against my premise. And we'll see what's up. So yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly excited, and I'm also excited for ASMR Fight Nights. 
like ASMR so, fight nights. Like we play tested on we on, we basically been play testing ASMR fight night. Come on up, come on. Like in play testing ASMR fight night with you and Caleb is fucking amazing. It's been pretty. Hopefully he can show up. Maybe you know we can play test a little Ooh. bit. We may. I may as well just go ahead and and. and this is ASMR fight night. Two ASMRs fight against a bunch of other shit. What's not the love? You tell me. Because ah, what happened last time? What happened last time? You guys you guys were fighting song. You killed a, a moss golem. That's right. So that moss, there was a golem at the base of a tree. An arcane moss golem. Homebrew. Uh... And he was protecting the fucking, where he was jailing all of the woodland creatures. And you guys ended up bumping into a satyr. Yep. And the satyr was just like, oh, well, I, I got a jet. And you guys were all like, well, no, you don't. We got to talk to you. And that's where y'all left off. Yeah, pretty much to that effect. That's just, oh my, that's wild to me, bro. Like, the shit that you and Caleb come up with always blows my mind. So, I know that you... Don't be looking at me like that. Look at me like, look at me like that. I don't even know how to describe that, bro. You looking at me like, I owe you so much, but I give so little. So I know that you, if I remember correctly, your ASMR archetype was, uh, or is, what you call it, it's Dante from Black Clover. Indeed. And Man, honestly, Broski, like, like, so here's 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 what I've what I've what blows my mind. This is how you can find stat and basically act and role play these characters out to such perfection that it's almost like like he was built for you. I mean, I don't know. It might be like honestly, like I said. Like, somewhere maybe in the deep of my mind, you know, besides, like, making music, I've always thought to myself, it would be so cool to, like, be, like, I don't know, like, like a voice actor or something like that. Like, even if it was just, like, a little, like, part in, like, a little, like, whatever, bro. Like, just some, just some little ditty that you can do, like, with fucking even just, like, Teen Titans Go or whatever. Exactly. Even if it was something like that, like, that would be, that would be pretty cool to me. Like, it would be... Something I can mark off, like, you know, my to-do list. I feel that, bro. You know, be an extra in a movie or something like that. Man, I would, I don't, man. <coughs> I think you would be great at it. How you channel your characters. How well and how much work you put into the, your characters. Like, <coughs> 
Oh, I think that you could, uh, that you could definitely thrive in that environment. Woo! And that can had, had no, no chance. You struggled there for a minute, man, but you overcame that can. I was trying to, like, open it without it being all loud. And now I'm just accentuating the fact that you opened it. <laughs> Irony, right? I, exactly. <laughs> like... The fine line of being just strong enough to open it, but not like, whoosh, like you know, like where it would have interrupted. <laughs> Bro, it's obvious. That's it's just it is just funny because literally when you said that, like you like, and now you open it, I was like, Damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you know that's that's what makes podcast podcasts. And here we also have Daryl. So, so what are the anime characters? Well, what? Daryl? Daryl is in the building. How, how you feeling about our session, Daryl? How you feeling about D&D, Daryl? Yeah? Yeah? You feeling chill about it. You feeling chill about it, bro. He's wagging his tail. That's a good you can, sign. You can hear that thunk, thunk, thunk in the background. That's Daryl's tail. <laughs> <laughs> He's happy. Oh, that's a good boy. That's a good boy. He's the D&D Daryl. Oh, so I was thinking about maybe I could find a way to like get like like an Ostabil. Like make like an Ostabil. So, so I'm thinking like Warlock. Pact of probably Blade. Because he has like all the swords. swords. And yeah. like they could just be swords that each have like a certain amount of like either dispel magic or counterspell. I can see, yeah. Like, every time that you are attacked, or like, let's say, for example, I'm sure that there's a, probably a pre-build homebrew out there already, but I would definitely say that it would, in that aspect, you would definitely have to have, like, that, uh, like, the sword doesn't activate until it's interacted with. Mm-hmm. You mean like I have to touch magic with a sword or something like that? No, like whenever you throw it, it's whenever it, it hits the person that they would probably have to do like some sort of constitution roll. Or dexterity roll. Or maybe I could like, well no, nah, that would definitely be once I level up, but get to a point to where I can like, see, because would it be like... Disadvantage. Well, like the way it works, I, I guess it would just depend on how we want to work it out, because you know like... We get to that point to where he's like you, he can like emit pretty much the like he can he, he can, can more control out. like the flow like because it flows like throughout his body but he doesn't know how to you know he he doesn't know how to manipulate it exactly yet. but he like once he once he does it. like he can pretty much imbue it into anything that would almost be like a uh, like uh, what do you call it like a class uh, a class ability. And I think that, that that could actually be a pretty decent class ability. It could break a lot of games, but, you know. I mean, maybe. Like, for example, like, like uh, if you're in Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and you come up to something that's like a magical trap, and it's all like, I'm going to suck the magic right out of this and negate it, and then you can just, like, walk free through it. I mean, hey, that's... I would say you probably have to, like, do a long rest every time you used it for like five minutes. What, something like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I said that'd be like an ability for every long race. Cause I mean, even also, like you said, he could only, like, at the full of extent of only one of his arms, he could only use that for what was it, fifty seconds? About. Like roughly fifty seconds. Got a little under, a little under a minute. Which that's what blows my mind, bro. I know technically that fight was only like well, from that point on. Like fifty-five seconds. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Episode, you know how anime be. Like forty-five minutes of just pure exposition about Libe, and I'm not gonna lie, dude. Libe is probably one of the most goaded characters I've seen in anime, especially when it comes to demons. Like he was so, he's so well written, bro. I'm telling you, Black Clover got that got that right, and bro, Yuki Tabata is a goat. He's a young, Gross. he's a young goat in the making. Like the bro. way they tied it all in, like everything, bro. It's just, and, and I, I like the fact that like a lot of animes are doing that. But you know what, the anime that started all of that, the whole looping back and, and into like stuff that happened like way in the beginning of the series. Shit, a bunch now, what but I couldn't piece? tell you. Okay, yeah, a lot of... pioneered the fuck out of that, bro. Yeah, everyone tells me that. Like, all my cousins are like... Because I, I, I started watching it. I got to the Skypea arc. I'm good right now. Where he fought Inaru. But then after that, I stopped watching it. But he was like, nah, yeah, there's so many characters. Like, he was like, bro, even Captain Buggy is still fucking relevant now. Dude, like, I was like, what? Buggy, I was like, what? Captain... Dude, I was like, Captain Buggy. Buggy still kicking shit? Broski, I'm not gonna lie, Buggy's gotta be one of my favorite fucking pirates. Bro, I heard he said he looked live. He got, like, long hair now, and he looked like a fucking OG. Broski, I'm scared of clowns, bro. But Buggy, bro, he, like... I don't know, bro. Like, he make me, like, wanna be a clown, bro. Like, with that kind of power, Broski... <laughs> And then, and then the author has has explicitly commented that it also that their powers also work on their genitalia. Well, I have to. You can cut your dick off and throw it at a bitch. If you was a, buggy, and put a knife on the end of it. If you was buggy, or you could do that special power that Luffy does whenever he kind of like does the the. What is it, 50 times the, hardened? It's the, the fourth gear. Well, there's a lot. There's like a, a second, third, fourth. But I think that one was fourth gear when he turned all fucking like buff and shit. And he like and gets the red and the black. His hockey, he uses the fucking hockey. Yeah. No, Luffy is crazy, bro. He's like, he's a highly like, like a highly fucking touted anime like protagonist. But... I don't know, dude. I, I hope in dream that maybe someday someone will stat gum gum fruit abilities. So that way you can eat gum gum fruit. And then you'd have to give up probably like a feet. Or you'd have to give up like half of one of your uh, one of your ability scores. Just so you can get that power of like Elasticity level one through fifteen. I think that that would be pretty fucking goaded. Or like with Bugsy, like the radius of the uh, of how far your limbs can travel expands, and now you can detach more than one limb after level three. Or like Luffy's brother, I forget his fucking name. Ace. Ace. It's one of the easiest freaking names to remember, Ace. 
Like level three, you can you can like <coughs> actually engulf yourself in flames without being hurt. Yeah. I'm gonna try it. No, I'm not. If I have the time, maybe I will. But that would definitely be an undertaking. And this has been our segment of anime translated to D&D. There's like, yeah, there's so many possibilities, bro. Like, honestly, like way too many. But that's what makes it like so much, so like interesting. Because then like that, that like dictates you got to do all of the research that goes into like, well, what have they been able to do up until this point? And what I have to compensate at a later date for... You know, for that class going up, if Canon makes Luffy's ability stronger, he's pretty goaded right now, bro. Like incredibly goaded. <laughs> oh, Broski, Broski, have you been keeping up? With, you've been keeping up with Super, right? I'm done with Super. I've been finished Super. With the uh, with the manga. Oh, you mean the manga? I saw that new Vegeta transformation. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But yeah, that whole looks pretty crazy, bro. A lot of people were hating. Well, the internet was pretty, like, divided, bro. Like, some people were hating, and some people were saying it looks, like, pretty crazy. I think it looks, like, crazy. He looks like a Super Saiyan God, but, like, a Super Saiyan 3, because, like, he ain't have no eyebrows. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, too. I don't know, I guess we'll see. I was, honestly, I was kind of hoping that he, like, would turn into something more akin of Super Saiyan 4. Like, I was kind of hoping, because you know how, like, the other gods of, like, destruction are, like, different animals? It seems. For the most part. Wouldn't it make sense for Vegeta, the Prince of Saiyans, to become Super Saiyan 4 as a god? I mean, it would be, but the god, the god, I don't know, I feel like the god form more suits, like, you know, like, more suits the god of destruction. Yeah, yeah, Vegeta. Yeah, I mean, like, the god form, wouldn't... like, with the, with the godly aura, like, the, because he, he, like, like, I don't know what the hell they even call that, but, you know, like, wait, have you finished Super? You watched the anime all the way through? I haven't watched the anime all the way through, but unfortunately, the internet spoils enough that I know a lot of the key moments. Yeah. Like, how our boy 17 comes in a clutch for the universe. Yeah, I, yeah, he's a real MVP, bro. Look, we do a lot of spoilers here. It's a podcast. We talk about things. We're sorry. We'll put a spoiler alert at the beginning of the show. Or something. something. <laughs> But yeah, spoiler alert on the on the uh, on the title. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We you guys also know that we curse like sailors, but mostly we talk about D and D or anything that we can translate into D and D. Anything. Anything. really. Mm. Like how I'm working on a homebrew with gerbils and or uh, dungeons and gerbils. I've talked to you about that, right? 
You might have to jog my memory, bro. <laughs> so basically, the whole premise of, of Dungeons and Gerbils is uh, you're a group of gerbils, and um, and basically there's this huge ritual that the humans are doing come this uh, this Satur day, and uh, what is called a Suparbol, and there's supposed to be a huge bountiful feast. And it is all stuck in the refrigerator. Because they're gerbils, so they don't really understand what the heck in these things are. But they know that if they can travel from point A in the house to point B, which is the refrigerator, they can have all of the good nummy nummies that they ever want. The problem is, is that there are other animals that live in the house, both inside the walls and, like, you know, dogs or cats, depending on the DM's discretion. <coughs> you can pick up toothpicks as, like, swords, or you can fucking... You know, if you're intelligent enough of a gerbil, I'm sure you could construct your own little fucking crossbow. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that was basically the premise of Dungeons and Gerbils. No, that sounds crazy. Like, I, <laughs> that's funny as hell. Like, that's funny as hell. I got most of the uh, most of those uh, note files on my computer. I would like to run that with y'all as a one shot. <laughs> That'd be a fun little one shot, though. What kind of hamster are you? Be a hamster, a gerbil. Hey, knock it off! Don't kick me, you douche. Is he kicking at you, bro? Yeah. Him, yeah, no. You, you tell him that he needs to chill out. Hey, chill the fuck out, Broski. If you can't play nice, you can't be on the couch. Don't start. No, that should get pretty. That's no, good. bro. That should get. Go bed. Go to bed. You're being a little ridiculous, bro. Go to bed. Go. And that is me sending my dog off to bed because he's being a little whiny. He just doesn't. He doesn't like it when he doesn't get attention. How's Lubbock been, by the way? The little dude be chilling, bro. He's a he's also a handsome boy. He is a handsome boy, little bastard. Sano, man, how you feeling about these next few weeks with the? I'm sorry, I just got hold on something. What did you say? Ah, no, you good, you good. I hate this game so much, bro. Dude, you're addicted to that game, homie. It's just that good, homie. Bro, it's like, what, what were you saying, bro? I'm not even gonna get it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? Nah, don't trip, homie. Don't trip. I'm not. I'm just excited about being able to play the ASMR fight nights now. No, nah, yeah, that's. Like, I, I literally can't wait to to play again, bro. I'm hoping Caleb can get off early. I we hope can, so We can too, mess bro. around a little bit more or something. So I don't even, I'm not really sure when I want to start, when I really want to start, you know, doing that. Like, should we do it on Fridays? 
Well, it depends because, you know, like his schedule be effing erratic. But. I mean, fight nights could be almost any night. Exactly. So, like. You know, sometimes the boys call and they're all like, yo, what's up? When he's off, when he's off during the week, bro, or even if he has like a, a weekend off, I can give you a heads up like ahead of time. Or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what's up. <sighs> but yeah, and then I've been I've been steadily working hard on making maps for dun- and dungeons for uh, for my Yggdralia homebrew. And actually, I already got like three different town maps that I've drawn up. So now all I really need is to like put y'all through. Yep. And I got like the, the <laughs> pictures, the specs for it, everything that coincides, key points, all that good stuff. Eventually, uh, uh, if things go right, I may just put those in a book. Why not? Why not? Yeah. We'll see what it is. We'll see what it do. Yeah. For sure. Right now, you know, you gotta tread lightly. And tread dot, lightly we are. I gotta dot my I's and cross my Q's and make sure that, you know, I'm paying my dues. <laughs> Bart. <laughs> Got me a little messed up, Broski. I'm just, dude, I'm just excited. 